Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. Hey guys, it's Colin. Welcome to the show, and hopefully this day, this time we won't have the uh, technical difficulties we had last week. For some reason, the call, at least like my my audio, was, I guess, must have gone out. I didn't know it. Um, so I'm hopefully, um, we'll do a sound check now, and then what you can do to help me out in case it happens again, because I'm not sure if it was my headset or what, but if, it, if you see me go out again, just immediately press one on your phone. If everybody throws their hands up at the same time, I, that'll let me know that something went wrong on my end, and maybe I can figure it out early. So before we get started, go ahead and press one on your phone to make sure you can hear me um, clearly. And once I see those hands go up, I'll know that the audio is coming through okay. Great. And then go ahead and push one again. Put your hands down. Um, that way we know that, okay, one more person. Put your hand down. Hit one again. Okay, so as we wait for a little people to, people to kind of load up on the uh, call, press one to put your hand down. And that will uh, press one again for those of you who didn't do it and your, your hands are still up. Um, we're going to cover a topic we covered last week. Again, and then hopefully I'll be able to conclude it and then open the lines for questions and comments. Um, uh, if you weren't here last week, uh, we basically I was talking about uh, how to turn AC, HCG diet relapse into revelation. And um, I chose the word revelation because you know I, I like to look up words and when they come to me and make sure that they, they actually are expressing the passion and meaning that I want. And, and uh, your definition, it says to act, the actual process of dis- uh, disclosing something previously secret or obscure, it's, you know, basically disclosing something new. And I think um, it's, a, it's a great word because of the fact that, you know, a lot of us, you know, that have gone through this, you know, yo-yo dieting or have achieved our you know, goals or you know, weight loss goals and then found ourselves several months later kind of backwards started or sometimes worse, um, you know, sometimes we don't know what the problem is. We don't know why we self-destruct and, and uh, self-sabotage, and sometimes we do. But my goal was is to not allow people to feel alone in this process and to feel like they need to hide. And, and um, I started the show last week of saying that I had a client that um, I heard through actually a friend of, of my both clients um, that – the person was afraid to that had basically gone the gained the weight back had had you know complete kind of crash and burn and put on all the weight and was really discouraged and embarrassed and ashamed and didn't want to you know wanted to start again but didn't want to call me and let me know that they they had relapsed and 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 my first instinct was that you know I kind of hurt my heart and and I kind of probably made it about me for for a few minutes and then I realized it's not about me but the point is is that I don't I wanted to 
find a place where I could bridge that gap where people didn't, uh, cause I'm here to help. I, I'm not here to pass judgment on people. I, I live in the same process that you guys go, I go through the same thing you guys go through. Um, and so I understand what it feels like, but I just know that, um, that being in a position where you've, where you've kind of, you know, shown the world that you did what you said you're going to do, even though most of them doubted you and the kind of, and, and some, and in some cases, some people kind of begrudge the fact that you were able to accomplish your weight loss success. So when they find you back, you know, uh, you know, with the weight back on or some of the weight back on or most or not all the weight back on, you know, it's a silent gloating and, 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 and inside us, there's a bar- there's embarrassment. There's, you know, a feeling of, you know, defeat and shame and, and all kinds of emotions that are really, really powerful emotions and they can paralyze you. Um, from moving forward. And so my goal was to devise some something, because that's how my brain works, is that, you know what, there's got to be a way to um, help those of you that need this kind of help and do it in, in, a, in, a, in a way that, in an environment that's comfortable and supportive and loving um, and not ridicule and, and, and really just kind of give you maybe that, that boost you need um, to get back on track. And I got an email, I think today or yesterday, um, from a young lady, you're probably on the call, and they said, you know, I need motivation to get going again. And, and I got to tell you that um, motivation doesn't last. Um, if you've been in any kind of seminar, or self-help seminar, or, or gone to listen to a lecture or talk, and the person was extremely inspiring and motivating, and and you you just, at that moment, you were just so full of confidence and possibility and then you leave that environment. And the reason why it's so intoxicating because now you're around 50, 100,000 people that all have that same level of energy and enthusiasm. And then you leave that environment, you go back to your environment, and you try to share that enthusiasm with the people that your circle of influence, but they weren't there to, either, you know, to share in that. And pretty soon they suck the life out of you, and, and, uh, and, and, and all those hopes and dreams go down the drain. And then you're right back, you know, trying to motivate yourself. So motivation really doesn't work. You know, inspiration, and I say, and, and I hate to say this, but desperation um, are almost equally as powerful. Um, my weight loss journey did not start from inspiration. It started, so it was partially inspiration, but mostly desperation. And then I focused on inspiration um, as I as I started seeing some hope. And um, you know, I tell my story that I I saw I was watching. Once I realized that I needed to lose the weight, once I had the emotional breakdown in my closet, once I realized that I you know I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I just was just so angry at myself for allowing myself to get into the condition that I was in. And I was angry with the people around me. I was angry with my wife. I was like, you know, how come you didn't tell me I looked like this? And and of course, my wife being my wife, like, I, you know, I don't care how you look. I love you. And uh, you know, that's the fatal flaw of love. Sometimes <laughs> that we, uh, you know, we love regardless of what you look like, and that's a beautiful thing. But I, I remember that I was we watched. I think it was around the same time that the movie SWAT came out, and I saw LL Cool J and he lifted his shirt up, and I was like, oh my god, man, I just like to get ripped like that. And then that's how I kind of focused on my inspiration. That I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna try and accomplish this. And if I fall short, who cares? I gotta have I have a goal. But I couldn't I couldn't picture my own self. I couldn't picture myself in that kind of condition. I couldn't couldn't get my mind's eye to give me a picture of me being that fit. So I had to find somebody that was fit so I could at least emulate that and focus on that picture until until mine came to fruition. And and, and it seemed to work. And and, and miraculously, you know, um, several weeks later, uh, I was seeing the possibility of that happen. 
happening. And then, it, and then, you know, the rest is history at this point. <laughs> but, you know, to get back to the topic is that, you know, um, being in this position, being in this place where you, you've done so well, you found the strength or the courage or the focus to get, um, to get in the groove, get the weight off, and uh, maybe just kind of miss some of the steps along the way as far as, you know, realizing this is a lifestyle change. And sometimes our environment just makes it very difficult for us to, to commit that lifestyle change. And where life happens, shit happens, and, you know, tragedy happens or injuries happen or something happens that, um, you know, puts a fly in the ointment. And then we end up, you know, progressively getting worse and worse and worse and back to where we started. So the goal of this conversation today is to open up the conversation and let people know that, you know what, if you're in this position or if you know somebody who is, my goal this month um, after Easter, and I do it after Easter for obvious reasons <laughs> because Easter is a, you know, it's a family time, but it's surrounded by nothing but sugar and refined sugars and chocolates and candies. And um, that I don't really think is, you know, the, the best, best time um, for people to try and start a protocol, but, you know, teach his own. But also it's kind of like the anniversary. It would be like, I want to say the fifth year anniversary uh, the beginning of the fifth year, I should say, anniversary of when I actually, Jane and I actually stumbled across this protocol and started. Because I remember that she made me a chocolate on chocolate on top of chocolate uh, Easter bunny cake <laughs> uh, for the actually for the family, and we just devoured it. I remember just going, "Okay, well, this is this is the last hurrah for me because after this, um, it's it's going. We're going to be doing this protocol." So, what I what what my what I envision. If, if you will, is because, you know, like I said, I, I, I said in my last call that, you know, I spent 10 years, you know, basically, you know, fighting with an addiction. I've spent, you know, many months and years in, in AA meetings and anonymous meetings and that kind of stuff. And, and luckily I was able to, you know, you know, recover and get, and get my head on straight and, and figure out what, where, you know, where my demons were. Um, but it was, it, it, you know, I, I, I see such parallels between, you know, any kind of addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, to food addictions, uh, even diet addictions. I mean, the problem is that people, you know, sometimes get, you know, get high from achieving their goal. And they, so they sabotage to go come back and achieve that goal again. And, and, um, but during the time that they sabotaging and having to go back on and to achieve that goal is very, very, there's a lot of despair sets in. Um, so I, I, so I envisioned basically a safe place where people can come and, and tell their story, get coaching, get, have like-minded people, um, who know what they're going through to be supportive, um, to one another and, and where we could basically get together once a week and, and I could, uh, host a forum where people can actually tell their story, but also um, create a new story. Now, you may have heard me say in, in, in past shows that everybody has a story, and sometimes that story is the mechanism you use as the excuse for why why you're where you're at. You know, I, I can tell you how many times I, I heard someone say, you know, my, all, my whole family's a beast, or I have big bones, or I, you know, I I'm, uh, you know, I've never been a small person. I've been obese since birth. Well, that doesn't really, that's not true. Um, you know, I have a thyroid issue. I have, you know, um, you know, there's, there's always these limiting, these limited, limiting beliefs and comments that we tell ourselves over and over again. And then we tell everybody else. That, and that's what I mean. That's your story. And what happens is you start telling your story so many times that you start to believe that that's really who you are and, and where you belong. And uh, I believe until you actually um, change your story, and until you actually um, believe there's a different way, 
Um, you're gonna be you're gonna come you're gonna come full circle over and over and over again. And life life deals as do overs, and that's the good part about it. But eventually, some people get exhausted by the do overs and they just give up. And uh, the purpose here is that I want I want to to minimize as many people as possible giving up on themselves and settling for for being um, in a body they don't love or having health that they you know health issues that they can avoid and shortening their life. So what does that look like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know. It's uh, you know that's kind of how I uh, how, how I you know my brain works. I I I speak it into existence. Um, I get feedback and then I go to action to to try and create something that will help and work for people, work for people. Um, so really, it's just basically putting together a program. I'm, I'm going, I, I, you know, what's easiest for me is to use the, the the format of what I did when we did the AC9 Extreme Challenge because a lot of the content is there. A lot of you know stuff, the stuff that people don't think about when they do this protocol on a on a you know on a weekly or daily basis. That's not in Dr. Simeon's protocol. That's not in Kevin Trudeau's book. That are but they're still tools that we need to need to take into consideration. The things that are in our book. Um, but I had to learn about them as I went along. I mean, things as powerful as uh, meditation and, and, and bringing and using meditation to bring down your stress levels, which brings down your cortisol levels, but also it brings down your impulses to um, move in directions that don't serve you. It brings down your impulses to eat things or, or you know, people think they have these overwhelming cravings that are driving them to to go and, and break their protocol. And it's really not that. It's just they're not their inability to deal with stress. Um, understanding, you know, you know, my, you know, my, our philosophy when it comes to food and, you know, the right portions and, and understanding that food is supposed to taste good even on and off the protocol. This is not, you know, this is not the diet part of diet where you're supposed to just suffer and, and, and basically, you know, grit your teeth for 45 days or 26 days or 60 days and then say, okay, I've got to my goal. Now what? It seems to be the biggest obstacle that people have is is the now what process of, of life you know being on a party i can't say how many people tell me how, how much they how comfortable and at peace they feel when they're on protocol you know why because there's a system in place because you know exactly what you're supposed to do you don't have to think about what am i going to have today what do i need to do today what are my choices today? it actually minimizes the amount of choices you have which actually minimizes your stress. And that's why people seem to do so well with structure. And what happens in phase three and phase four, um, and the biggest flaw of all of this protocol originally was the fact that there was no structure for phase three and there was no there was no uh, input for phase four. And many people bought into the, you know, I think the salesmanship of Kevin Trudeau by saying, you know, once you do this, you reset your hypothalamus gland, you can go back eating whatever you want, and you're never gaining weight back. That sold books. That made millions of dollars, but that is not exactly the truth. And I think many people are figuring that out. And uh, what I say is that, you know, I don't think he was out and out lying. I think that the bottom line is you can do whatever you want as long as you know what foods you, that what foods your body loves and what foods your body is, you know, I would say, allergic to but sensitive to. And, you know, and actually making a choice of making those foods yourself versus eating them out in a restaurant. You know, when you leave out some of the details, um, you can make a blanket statement, and it's actually factually true, um, but you leave out the details. Uh, I don't like leaving out details. I think that I think that's kind of slimy <laughs> um, because you set people up for, for failure. Um, so basically, you know, this whole conversation 
And, and the thing is, that I'm kind of. It's kind of interesting that the show did drop off last week the way the way it did. Um, I got tons of emails from people um, basically saying, you know, this is me. You're talking about me, and um, you know, I'm right in the middle of this right now. I'm starting my protocol. Some people wanted to wait, and I'm like, don't wait. It's not. This is not something like it's not a contest. It's not something you have to wait for the beginning, and you know, and and, and wait to start. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, when all the pieces are ready to put together, I'll, I'll launch it and, and invite those to come. And, I, and there will be a screening process for this particular group. The reason for that is simply this. This is not, a, you know, this is for the people that are truly in pain. This is for the people that truly are in that dark space that, that they have a hard time even just talking about this. This is for people that really, really are just done. And they, and they, really, need, they really need the support and the help. Um, from, uh, uh, you know, a, a group of their peers um, to help them get through the toughest, biggest obstacle of their life. And I, and I, and I, and I said this last week, and I, and, I, and, I, and I really believe this. You know, achieving your weight loss goals the first time, you kind of go, you kind of take some of it off the luck, you think some of it, thank God, and you go, oh, my God, I did this. Um, and it's a huge accomplishment. You get a bunch of accolades. You get a bunch of people just say, oh, my God, oh, my God, great, you look great, you look great. And then think how much more painful it is to go back and have those same people not you know, say anything, just look at you. And you know the look. You know, people treat you differently. And you, you've got, for some of you, it may be the first time in your life that you realize that people treated you differently. And that could be extremely devastating. You know, it's like when you were, if you were heavy for a long time and your friends, you know, they accepted you became the heavy person, fine, and, and they loved you and they treated you, you know, however they treated you. And then you lost the weight and now all of a sudden there was new people in your life, more people giving you attention, more people commenting on you, asking you questions. All of a sudden, people that never talked to you before in your life, um, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're interested in who you are and what you did and what you do and what have you. Um, then all of a sudden, whatever reason, you find yourself back in that space and either those people are no longer around or they kind of go, oh, don't worry about it. You still look great. You got that patronizing kind. And I'm talking from experience, people. Don't, don't, think, don't think that somehow I'm sitting from the outside in. I'm talking from clear, straight-up experience. And I got to tell you, that it, took me a, it took me just until recently, and maybe this is why this is all coming together, it just took me until recently to realize that, you know what, when I first did this protocol, and I also found some medical reasons for that, too, which I'll share with you. But when I first did this protocol, you know, I, yeah, I did the protocol, followed the Kevin Trudeau's book, and, and we were very anal about it. And, and I, I remember I, I told, swore to myself I was not going to cheat one iota because I didn't believe it worked. I was completely doubtful. I, I thought it was a scam. I work on the Internet, man. It's like, it's like everything you come across, you feel like you, you wonder if you're getting scammed or not. So I understand where people come from, you know, when they come to our sites. I don't get offended. But, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't believe it. So I basically said I'm not going to cheat because I'm going to prove this SOB is full of crap. And that, that, that attitude ended up serving me because obviously we know if you, if you don't take this protocol seriously and you do cheat, um, it could actually backfire on you. Or you just don't get the results you, that, you, that you really want. And I got really great results. And I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied. So I, did the, you know, I, did, I followed the plan exactly the way that it was drawn out for me before I acquired all of this knowledge and research and testing and, and, and all the stuff that we've done since then. But, you know, I did the three-week maintenance phase, and I, did, I went four more weeks in, you know, of, of 
phase four before I would start another another round. And then that's when Jay and I discovered that you could actually find the protocol at a you know at a cheap I mean, get it cheaper online and and really ended up cutting the cost of our protocol down like two thirds. Still wasn't as low as it is today, but it was now from fifteen hundred dollars a piece. We got it down. I think it was probably half about seven hundred dollars or it was like six hundred dollars a piece um, on the internet. Did the protocol again and and changed some things and did some working out and kind of broke some of the rules now. But now, and I got to tell you, I was, I, was, I, was, I was in the mindset now that I pretty much have lost the majority of the weight. I mean, I, the, you know, I'm now going after that goal that I set to look like LL Cool J. So I need to change some things up, but I, I, I'm not as afraid this time because it's not like I'm starting from scratch. I, I have some foundation. I'm, I mean, I'm 40 pounds lighter. All I need now is to maybe to 20 more pounds and tighten things up. So we did the protocol again. I started, you know, changing some things. And we started testing some things and started doing our workouts, what have you. And then I saw this person that I had not seen before. And I got to say that I, I try to go back in my mind's eye as far as I can go back to remember when was I ever that lean and that and that ripped up and I, and I had 7% body fat. I, and I was like, high school, I'm thinking. High school, first year college, mid, I'm thinking still probably high school. I think the first year of college, I was probably drinking beer and started gaining some weight. So, I don't know. I'm thinking high school. And that's all I can picture is going back in football weight and running track. That was probably the healthiest I, would, I ever was at 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, maybe 19, 20. Yes, because I didn't go to college, so I was like 23. So, I was like, wow. Now, to bring it, bring it forward, my body, I, I, you know, my body, I think after all the experiments and writing the book and everything, we've probably done this protocol once a year since then. And I'll tell you, I've never gotten back to 7%. I live at 10, 12, sometimes 13, 14% if I'm off season. Um, but for me, to the naked eye to everybody else, I still very, look very fit and very lean. But to me, I know. And this is the thing I'm talking about. When you know, when you've done something, you achieve something, it's called, I call it the ATG blessing and the curse. Because once you've seen your body look a certain way, anything less than that, it's still not satisfied, but you know, but my pain factor is not as high as some people. In other words, I haven't let myself get to the point where my where, where the pain is so high. When I say pain, I mean emotional pain of looking in the mirror and going, "Oh my God, I can't believe I just did this to myself again." But it's still not where it's still I still don't live in a world of seven percent body fat. Now, is, is that hard to do? I don't I don't know. I, I did it the first time. Why couldn't I do it again? Well, I can tell you, the, re the honest truth, re the, uh, my honest reason, I think, one of them anyway, was the fact that the pain factor wasn't high enough. That, you know what, I still look good to everyone else. Um, and I had now my own personal level, and I, and I just started to adjust my level to where it was long as acceptable to everybody else. And I still look I'm in really good shape. And people go, oh, man, you're still in great shape. Because you want, man, you look good at 51. I kind of started to settle there. And I'm speaking the truth right now. You know, I'm revealing myself here. So I, you know, I say there's no shame in my game. I, if I'm going to get... If I'm going to speak the truth, I want everybody to speak the truth, so you just got to lead by example. So I kind of said, okay, well, I'm comfortable here. And a part of me is not. And I tell you, a big part of me is not. But I go, man, do you really want to, you know, to do what it takes to get back there? Now, I also found out, just recently, I just had all my hormones done again, all my blood levels done again, and found out some really kind of startling stuff because I figured I eat really well, I'm, you know, I'm fit, I run, I jog, I work out, you know, I'm in pretty good shape. And I'm, if you, those of you who don't know, I've been on hormone replacement therapy now for a couple of years. So I take testosterone and, and uh, 
and other you know, supplements to try and keep my, my testosterone levels normal, what have you, because that's a big problem with men is, is estrogen and, that, and the fact that, you know, that's when you start seeing men's bodies start to morph more like women's bodies, like in the man boobs and the bellies, it's because we have a high level of estrogen um, as we get older and our testosterone levels drop. Well, here I was supplementing testosterone, so I'm thinking that, that it's not my testosterone level, but why is it that I still have to, to be so disciplined in order for me to stay thin or say lean or I have to actually you know um, do the protocol once a year because I got to do it. Every time I go on vacation, right before I go on vacation I get lean. Make sure I'm really lean. Don't know why I do that. I think this with me and my wife but strangers don't know what I look like but I think when I go away with my wife I know it's the finally time that we're going to actually shut off everything else and spend some time together so I want to look the best I can look for my life. So anyway to make a long story short, get all my blood levels and my doctor, my new doctor um, which I'm going to introduce you guys to in a couple of weeks. Great guy. He freaking tells me, man, your estrogen levels are off the charts. Dude, you, I mean, literally, you're, test- you're taking the injectable testosterone. That stuff converts to estrogen, and your estrogen levels are off the charts. You, if you're wondering why you're having a hard time staying as lean as you want to be or why you haven't gotten back to where you're 7%, it's because you're fighting. You got, you got, you basically got um, estrogen for men. Basically, it, it's like a water retention. You, it basically holds on. It actually creates more belly fat. It actually is. A, it is the precursor that makes us look the way we don't want to look. <laughs> we don't want estrogen. Women like women need estrogen a lot more than, than we do. We want to. We need enough estrogen to keep our cholesterol levels normal, but we don't want a lot. And I had way too much, which actually answered the question for me. That you know, okay, so maybe this is one of the reasons why it's um, so difficult. And that's why hormone balancing is so huge, guys. Uh, so huge. Anyway, to make a long story short, reason why, reason why I'm having this conversation is because you know, even though my pain factor had not gotten to where I went, oh, my God, I wanted to hide. And I think, and I think reason, the only reason why it probably didn't and why I'm any different from those of you that be on the call or that may be attracted to this kind of call is because I have a higher level of credibility, I mean, uh, or, or, or what do you call it, uh, accountability, because I'm coaching people every day. I'm, in the, I'm doing videos. I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm lecturing people. I have a lot of pressure to stay in the best shape I, I can be. If I didn't, and I could just kind of be a talking head, and I remember I promised people I'd never be a talking head, where you just, you know, people that lose weight and they, they just kind of do a video and they only cut it from their, from their chin up so you, don't, you can't tell that their body's changed. Um, you know, I was like, you know, I don't want to be a talking head, but, you know, so I have this accountability. So I understand that for me, if I didn't have, I, I'm afraid to think what would happen if I didn't have this higher level of accountability because this is what I do for a living um, to stay in, 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 in pretty good shape. What would I look like? Would I be would I be in the same position that some of you are in right now? And that's why I'm really compelled to do something to help. Um, so this is what what it looks like. And I want that. And basically, the, what's going to help us, Jenny and I, put together this program is going to be honest feedback from you guys of what you need that's going to help you reach your goal. That's all this is all about. This is about putting together a coaching program along with a group a weekly group setting where we all can sit around and, and uh, kind of through, through, virtual, through virtual means, um, you know, discuss where we're at and have, a, have some support that you may not be getting from your circle of influence or from home to get you back on track and get you in the best shape of your life before summer hits. Um, this, is the, this is the peak season for weight loss. We're hitting it right now where people want to get in shape before they go on vacation for the beaches and, and what have you. 
Um, and a lot of pressure gets on gets on people at this point in time. But and this may be the perfect time. But is, this is about long term stuff. It's not about just getting in shape and and because you've all accomplished that to some degree. This is about learning what is going on and what 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 triggers the the um, you know the um, the self sabotage. What is triggering the you know you know just crashing and burning and going back to, to going back to the um, is it you know going back to what happened before? Is it um, lack of knowledge? Is it not knowing how to eat or what to eat when it when you're off protocol? Is it um, stress? Is it um, your you know your circle of influence that you know you know, I, you know, I kind of mentioned that if you look around you and you look at the top five people that influence you the most in your life. And that doesn't, have, doesn't necessarily have to be your direct family members. It be colleagues, friends, you know, people you work with, people you spend the most time with. Look around and, and if, in fact, and see if you are, a, 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 what do you say, in cast or outcast. See if you are a mirror picture of the, your, your circle of influence. In other words, that usually they say that, uh, you know, if you hang around successful people, you're probably going to be successful. If you hang around unhealthy people, you're probably going to be unhealthy. Um, if you hang around healthy people, you're going to be probably very healthy. And then Jenny and I did this. You know, I, we kind of, I was uh, listening to Will Smith and he talked about, you know, about, um, you'll be, you'll be successful as the, the uh, Successful as a, as the top five people that influence you the most, or have a life similar to that, and we looked around and said, who are our top five friends, or, or, or not even friends, just people that are in our lives and and, uh, and um, who influence us, who we spend time with, and we realized that the people we spend time with the most, and we go when we whenever we go out dining with our friends that we hang out with, we never have to you know it's not challenging. There's, there's very few that choose you. Everyone's eating kind of the same kind of healthy diet plan. Everybody's kind of really health conscious, and they and uh, and we all kind of splurge together and say, okay, well, okay, we're going to split the desserts. Who wants what dessert? And we get three of them, the six of us, and we all take a bite. Um, but we don't. There's no real challenges as far as. Um, eating eating right and eating well because we all kind of have the same philosophies when it comes to health and fitness. All, you know, the, we, the, all, we all exercise, we all work out, whether in, either in or out of the industry in some, some way, form, or fashion. Um, and so it makes it a little bit easier for us when we go out and socialize that we're not combative, you know, we're not, we're, not, we're not, you know, stuck with having to fight ourselves all the time. Um, and it wasn't always that way. When we look back, when we took you know look back five five years five years previously and ten years previously, it was a whole different it was a whole different. Bag. We had some of the same friends, but we spent more time in the office and working around the people, and had you know spent you know twelve eight to eighteen hour twelve twelve hour twelve hour days in our office dealing with our office staff and what have you. Different different outcome. So. Really, it's just about input and how we're going to put this together is going to be built on, it'd be designed on you guys. Like I said, it's going to be a screening process and it's not to eliminate people, but it's really just to have, you know, I don't care if the group is two people or 200. The point is we want everybody coming from the same level of pain. <laughs> and I know that sounds kind of sadistic, but really, um, like I said, motivation is not going to do it. It's going to have to be either inspiration or desperation. Um, and either one, it's me, whichever brings you here to, to this, to this, um, group and to this private forum and, and to these private weekly calls, um, I don't care if it's inspiration or desperation because they're both to me equally as powerful. And I, and I and our goal is to turn desperation into inspiration, to turn relapse into revelation, for you to, for you to kind of go, I get what I've been doing. 
I know what I need now in order for me to succeed in the real world, dealing with my friends and colleagues and family members as far as my diet is concerned. Um, I know I can actually get up now and try this again. Because um, some people say this is the last time. You know, that was my last shot. I blew it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I don't want to leave anybody behind. I don't want to leave anybody in a position to where they feel um, that they don't have a place to go in order to get back on track. And, and, and you guys may think I'm over-dramatizing it, but those of you that are either on this call or listen to this call, who are those people? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think that the person that was like so desperate, I mean, so dis you know, disappointed and depressed that they would not call me stands alone. Um, the numerous emails I got from last week's call being cut short let me know that that what I'm talking about, it really exists. And I'm not talking about someone who lost 100 pounds and gained it all back. It doesn't matter if it's 20 pounds or 100 pounds. To me, it doesn't matter if it's 12% body fat or 10% body fat. It is a, It makes a difference because you still have a part. There's still a part of me that goes, you know what? You loved how you looked your 7% body. I mean, you just was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is me. I like where I'm at now. I'm comfortable where I'm at now. You know, it may be impressive to others, but it's not impressive to me. And therefore, that's where that that's where it bothers me. And so that someone can go, you know what? That's silly. Okay, so what? You're twelve percent body fat for most men. That's like you know the you know the top two percent or whatever. So what are you complaining about? You know what? You can say that to somebody who says, you know what? I'm twenty pounds out of out of where I want to look like. And guess what? If you're a fitness model or you're somebody that's in the fitness game and you're ten or fifteen or twenty pounds outside of your ideal body, that is devastating. If you you know, it all depends on what what your you know what you what it means to you. So I don't minimize anything for anybody because everybody's journey is different and everybody's journey can be equally as painful. I remember I talked to. Um, uh, a girl that I've coached, you know, for over a year now was on the call. And, and uh, you know, if, if, if I think if someone, you know, heard her story and she and, 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 and she's a good model and she, you know, she wants to, um, you know, pursue, you know, the you know, this whole career and that, you know, and she went from, I think, from 160 something down to 120 something, 117 or something like that. And she's now at about 130. And it's only 17 pounds, right? But, you know, or, you know, it's 15 pounds. But that 130, her, all she can see is that I was at 117. I love how I looked at 117. That's where I took my pictures at 117. And now I'm a fat pig. And someone else may look and go, you're ridiculous. You weigh 135 pounds. You, you, you think you're fat? You know what? That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Those are not the people that I want in this group. I want the people that understand that pain is pain. And if you're not, if you're, if your mental image doesn't match your body image and it's, and it's, uh, or your physical body image, and it's a healthy image. I know that some of us have, you know, body dysmorphic disorder and this, that, and everything. I'm talking about a healthy mind dealing with a healthy weight that you're supposed to be based on your size or based on what you what you ideally want to be. Um, and you have gotten to that goal, and you and you've lost it, and now you're in a point where you don't know if you can get there again, or if you or you or you don't you can't find the energy to get there again. This is what I'm talking. This is this is what this this group is for. Um, and so basically the screening process is I'm going to have you do a video for me, um, preferably a video. I mean, writing, writing it down is great too, but the reason why I want a video is because a video, you kind of get, you kind of get the, the emotion behind, um, you know, where you're coming from, but it's also something you can play back to yourself and remind yourself that this is the kind of pain you're in. 
This is the this is the reason why. Because you know when we did our ninety day challenge, I told everybody to give me a big why, why they wanted to do it. And they, everyone had you know what they thought were very valid reasons, and they were very valid reasons for many. But you know you know we saw the attrition rate of the people that dropped out. That big their pain factor wasn't high enough, obviously, because. Um, they had everything there in front of them. They had all the tools, they had all the success and, and from the previous team, they had amazing success. So they knew it was possible and the big why wasn't big enough. And a lot of it was written, you know, I, I said, you know, written or video, but I got a lot of written and very few videos. And I think there's a reason why, because you can't seem to, it's very hard to capture your pain in, in, in writing um, for not only the viewer, me, and you, and this is something that comes to me. It doesn't come to anybody else. It's not. It's not a. It's only a part of the group um, live um, content. If that's something you want it to be, um, this is a place where you can be anonymous if you want to be anonymous. Um, just so you know, un, you know, anonymous is. Um, you know, in this in this type of type of discussion we're talking about is also leaves you room to hide again. You know, think of nobody knows my name. Nobody knows who I am. They don't know what I look like. Whatever the case may be, then I can just disappear into the night. This is about not disappearing into the night. This is about not giving up on yourself. This is about taking, you know, real support from real people that are going to give you love and and confidence and 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 help you and and understand your pain. You know, nothing's worse than being, you know, in in a place, in an environment, you know, whether it's significant other or friends or family or colleagues or whatever the case may be, and they just don't know where you're coming from. And they almost try to, to you know, they try to, to minimize your pain. Like, oh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. You look great. You know, oh, it's, so, it's not that, you know, it's okay. You know, it's not okay if you don't feel it's okay. It's not okay. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I was talking about, this previous person I was talking about that, uh, you know, she's probably on the call. I'm sure it's probably, <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind me talking about it. But um, is that, you know what? She, you know, she has a weakness for candies and sweets and, you know, and the, and her boyfriend brings it, you know, she hasn't been able to express, you know, I need this not to be in the house in order for me to succeed. I need this not to be here. And can you support me in that? Um, and some people, some people have an environment where they don't get that kind of support. So they're going to need, you know, extra you know, extra um, lifeline, if you will. And one of the things that I'm doing for this group that I've never done for anybody, and it scares the hell out of me because I... You know, I, it's it's kind of one of those things I hate to be in a, in a position where I can disappoint people. Uh, and I remember I have a coaching client, and this, is, and this is really thanks to her, because I have a coaching client that said, what I need from you is I need you to call me or text me every single day. And that's how I'm doing. And and make me make me reply to you and tell you what's going on with me. Because I have a tendency to hide and disappear and, um, and um you know, I, I, and it happened before we co- I was coaching her and she disappeared for three, four, five months. And I reached out one or twice and didn't respond. I was like, you know, hey, this is your journey. I can't help you. What she told me that her particular needs, she could not let, I, she asked me if I would not let her hide because that's the only way that she could get to her goal. And I sat here because she's one of my clients that I see, and, you know, personally. I sat here and I went, I was like, wow. The fear just shot up through my body. I was like, oh man, I, I don't know. Wow. And I, and I went, you know what? If it caused you that much fear, dude, you need to step into it. <laughs> Whenever something like that causes me that much fear, that, that's an indication the universe is saying you need to move forward into this because this is the only way you can grow. And so for that incident, that you know, for her doing that and me and me making that commitment, 
you know, now we are a few weeks later of me doing that. I actually set a reminder in my calendar, and I every day I, I, I wake up in the morning, and I'll text her or call her and say, how you doing? How's it going? And she'll, one, you know, one line back, doing great. This is my weight today, blah, blah, blah. Great, no problem. Or she'll say, you know, having a hard time. And I'll go, okay, you know what? Every day is a do-over. You know what? You know, today just be perfect just for today. That's all, that's all you need to do, just for today. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. Just for today. That's all she needs. So... As I, I mentioned on the other call that you guys that, that my 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 stepson when he was here on spring break a few weeks ago, he turned me on to this uh, this uh, app called Heytel, and I think they have it for you know Apple or you know and um, we call them iPhones and Droids and I think maybe Blackberries, but it's a it's an app where you can actually um, you can send invitations to, to to people in your in your circle your group your friends whatever. And you basically, it's almost like a walkie-talkie word, because I hate typing. I hate having typos. I hate I hate typing. typing. Oh, I hate it. So this was ideal for me, because I can just push a button, I can talk to you and say, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Blah, blah, blah. You could say, oh, you know, Colin, I'm having a, you know, I did this today, or having a problem with this today. What? And I can actually tell you the answer, instead of me trying to respond to 100 emails a day, trying to type in the response, which absolutely is just the most frustrating part of my existence. I love helping people by hate typing. So these people that are in this group are going to have my private, personal, cell phone, hate tell number. And, of course, they're going to be boundaries. Like if you're on the East Coast, you know, calling me, hate telling me at 2 o'clock in the morning is probably not going to be responded to right away. <laughs> but the point is that I can actually verbally hear um, what's going on with you, and, and I can respond verbally. Uh, and I think it leaves less confusion and communication, trying to read the email and interpret what I'm saying, and you can find, we can actually communicate that way. And the people in the group can actually get everybody else in the group to hate tell each other. We can have one big group where you can actually support each other. I think it's a cool, brilliant idea. I don't think it's ever been done before. I like pioneering stuff. It may it may end up being a complete disaster, but that's how I live my life. On the edge, let's see how it works. But I think anything that's anything designed out of love and out of good intention and 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 to help people can't fail. Cannot fail. Just a matter of figuring out the logistics of it. So that's going to be a big plus. So that so having a lifeline to to the coach, which is me, having a lifeline to your other peers and uh, your other team members. Uh, or um, are going to be it's going to be huge, and then we're going to have the uh, the once a week uh, video call. Um, and, and right now, I, I believe my system my, my system allows me to do for me to do a video uh, um, output to thousands of people, but I also can do um, uh, video group video calls, 15, 15 people at a time. Where we all can be on. I can have a camera on everybody. Everybody can use their camera, and I can see everybody and talk to them. Now, I, I don't know if my system has gotten past the limits limits of 15. I hope it's gotten past that. But if not, then we're going to probably just do out, outbound calls or web, webinar videos or, or private calls where people can just kind of talk, what have you. But I haven't figured that out yet. I will do that in the next uh, week or so. But um, that's what it looks like to me. That's, that's, what, that's what I envision, basically, using the format of our AC90 Extreme program, which is being up, the whole site's being updated, and it's going to be a private group. So even though there's a current forum in there now that people are in, they're using this, this system, um, there's going to be a private forum for this you know, our system allows us to have multiple forums, so it'll be a private forum for this group only, where nobody can see your pictures, nobody gets your videos, nobody can access any information um, unless they are a team member. In that of that particular uh, system or program, and we're going to go through the coaching program one time, one day at a time. And it, no matter where you are in the 
that was what's kind of cool about it. Because of the content that's already been put in there from the, the two challenges, no matter where you are in your journey, so if you're in phase two or if you're in phase three or you're in phase four, I have step-by-step instructions on how to navigate each phase of where you are. So you still get the benefit of getting coaching of how to how to actually master those particular phases, but you also get the support of the team members and everyone kind of can see how each other how how everybody's navigating their their particular phases. And it may be confusing to some. They're like, I'm eating this in phase three, and they're like, well, can I have that in phase two? But you know what? You guys know the rules. I mean, bottom line, everyone knows what's on the protocol, what's not on it. And every time you ask questions about what you can have, when you know the answer, you just you're just playing, and you're you know you're you're playing with fire, and some people get burned. Uh, I think I think this is probably the easiest protocol ever because of the fact it's so specific of what you can and cannot have. And I get tickled to death when I hear people go, "Well, so and so said you can have this, and what about that? What about this chocolate thing? What about?" I'm like, "Do you see that anywhere on the menu?" It's, the answer is no. You know the answer. So anyway, I think I've covered what I wanted to cover. I want to open the lines up um, and, and get some feedback from the callers. Um, and like I said, this is not my idea. And I, me, 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 me. I can't do this without your participation. I can't do it without your feedback of saying, this is what's going to help me. You being as specific as my client was, about this is what I need, and then I have the option of going, this is what I can do, what I can't do. But you have to be able to get your needs met. You have to be willing to get your needs met. And this is one of the major problems of relapsing on anything, um, especially in a diet plan. People forget to ask, to speak the truth. They say, this is what I need in order for me to succeed. Um, and you can put together the best program in the world, but it has to be somehow, there's got to be some level of personalization because not everybody, we're not all drones. We're not, we don't all, you know, we don't all work the same, look the same, feel the same, react the same. And what works for one person doesn't work for the other. And that's why, in, 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 the reason why I love coaching people, because everyone is different. My advice, is, there's basic advice when it comes to the protocol itself. There's, there's, there's just the givens. And then I have the individual tweaks that I have to do with every single person because everyone reacts differently. So I'll go, you know what? We're going to play. We're going to try this for the next three days. I need you to do exactly what I'm going to tell you to do, and I need you to give me some feedback on how your body responds. If it responds positively, we'll move in that direction. If it doesn't, then we'll punt. And that's what I'm telling you. I, I say with all confidence that I am the Dr. House of A2G. There has not been one person that I've been that I've talked to that's had a problem or had was stuck or could not lose weight that I wasn't able to figure out what the heck was going on and get them on the right track. I'm a hundred percent success rate when it comes to that. And I'm very proud of that because it just bothers me. I, I'll go to sleep and go, what the heck is, what could be possibly going wrong? And I'll just ask questions, keep asking questions and asking questions, and all of a sudden, bingo, they, what they forgot to tell me the first 10 times comes out on the 11th time, or we figure it out, and we tweak it, we play with it until we figure it out. And you've got to be willing to do that, and there's no one out there that's willing to do that. I have, I'm telling you, I freaking deal with it all the time. i got to tell you that 92% of my, of my coaching business or even product sales are from people who have failed two or three times, and now they now they come to me, and I'm in the, and I'm in the in the business of trying to make people succeed from jump, you know, from the first time. It's like, I like I don't want repeat customers. I want you to freaking get it and get it right the very first time. And people go, well, I know so and so told me this way, and so and so told me that way, and so and so told me that way. I'm like, okay. And when you're done with all that, and you and you when we when you're done, come back. 
And I remember that Dick Wayne Dyer was in one of his talks. He was saying that, um, and I don't know who he was paraphrasing. I, I, I don't want to say he was paraphrasing Jesus, but I don't know who it was. But he said, you know what? Um, he said basically, you know, until you until you to paraphrase, until you believe like I do, then if you don't believe how I do today, that's fine. I'll just wait until you change your mind. And that's kind of how I that's kind of how I run my 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 program. You know what? Go get all the advice you want. Try it every way you tried it, and when you're done. And you and you frustrated, and you finally figured out. You know what? I I need to I need to, to figure this out the right way. Then come back to me. That's not arrogance. That's confidence. It's because of the fact I care. I refuse to fail somebody and figure out why what's going on. And if you're honest with me, and you're telling me exactly what you're doing, and you're you're good or bad, right or wrong, but you tell me exactly what you're doing, I'll figure it out. If you're lying to me, you're telling me you know I'm I'm not eating anything. I'm not supposed to. I'm, I'm you know the biggest famous lines I get. I'm following this protocol to the T. And then I get well, what does that look like? Well, I'm eating this, I'm eating that. I'm like, well, what, okay, whoa, what protocol are you following? That does not even, that's not even on the original one. Yeah, I don't know where you got that one from. So um, I promise you, people, I promise you, if you're in a position that this, this appeals to you and you're, you're just tired and you're beaten down and you're depressed and you're, and you're frustrated and you're ashamed and you think, you know what, it's just, ugh, you're afraid of the disappointment, Either figure out what's going to cause the biggest level of pain to you and come and, and do this. Because if you're not in enough pain, it's not going to work. I'm telling you right now, if you're not done, if you're not fed up and sick and tired and all those things, and you just want to be in your pity potty, it's not going to work. This is not something you're going to try. You're either going to step up and go, this is it. I'm changing my life. I'm going to follow the steps. I'm going to lean on my friends and new friends and colleagues. I'm going to tell the truth. And I'm going to be vulnerable and naked and, and basically figure out what is, what is tweaked in me that I need to just figure, figure out what makes me just go off the deep end or, or sabotage or whatever the case may be. We don't, one thing I don't like about the, you know, the, the, the AA movement is that they, they try to pound your head that you had a default of character, that something was wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You know what? It's just, it's just, there's, there's, there's there's no default in you know default in character. There is a wound that you're trying to 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 fill or, or, or heal, and and either you either you're trying to bury the pain or you try to deal with the pain. But somehow there's a wound. You know what? I'm telling you for years, someone tried to tell me I'm broken and there was something wrong with me, and I bought into that crap for a very long time. And then I realized, you know what? For a lot of years, I was just trying to self-medicate myself and realized I knew something was chemically wrong with me. And I couldn't figure it out. So my body did the very best thing. It, it tried to fix the problem itself. And that's what I'm talking about, my ADHD. I used to do cocaine for years, off and on for years. And, I, and for whatever reason, I was more productive. And I thought, okay, well, that must be – I was more productive for, for a point until I got to a point where it became a problem. And, of course, I, everything, you know, everything fell apart. But, you know, to find out, you know, for 10 years I'm on this roller coaster and to find out that I'm ADHD – and to get get ADHD medication and never look at another drug again, to walk away from it and can be completely just uh, feel normal and not broken, to me was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle from God. But you know what? For I for part of me just knew I wasn't that screwed up. Part of me just knew I wasn't a default of character. But there was something wrong. 
Well, guess what? In us, there's something wrong. That may just maybe your body's figuring out a way to try and fix the problem, and there's a better way to fix the problem. And it may not be medical, it may, or it may be medical, it may be emotional, maybe whatever it is. But you know what? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. This is not about me figuring out what's broken in anybody. It's just saying that if you work, if you're able, if you're given the space to talk it through, to work it through. The light goes off in your own head, and you kind of go, whoa, you know what? This is what I've been doing to myself for so many years. And you, you have an opportunity to change and move in another direction. And that's what, this, that's what my hope for this whole thing is. So I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to open up the lines for you guys. But if you haven't been here before, you press 1 on your phone. That puts your hand up. This, and like I said, this is not a time to be shy. You can be anonymous. Don't have to say your name. But if you have something to share about this particular topic, if you uh, if you Feel it's a good idea or not? If you if you if you have any any insight on what can make it even better or more powerful, like I said, I'm just open canvas, willing to you know paint on it whatever whatever everybody wants to paint on it. But ultimately, my goal is is to get help people get the results that they desperately need and keep them for life, and not to be on this roller coaster ride or this yo-yo dieting ride. And plus, to get it and and, and say what? So you know maybe you get you get the body of your life and you still haven't learned the lesson. But, you know, you still have a choice at that point to move in a different direction because all life is is about choice and the choices we make. And with choices, there's consequences. And there could be good consequences or bad consequences. And um, so, you know, I, and like I said, I'm going to be on this journey with you because, I, you know, my doctor said that best, you know, best way for me to get the estrogens out of my body is to detox my body with the H2 diet protocol. I'm like, no problem. I can do that because for men – that's one reason why men do so well on this and they lose weight faster than women because most men who are over, over, overweight have a huge estrogen uh, imbalance in their body. They basically have way too much estrogen that's causing a lot of the belly fat and the man boobs. So what happens when this protocol it actually takes the estrogens out of your body and levels them, brings them back down to normal, and that's why men seem to drop belly fat really quickly and they actually get very muscular because their testosterone is not fighting the uh, the high levels of estrogen. Uh, we're similarly with women, but with men, it's, it's a more visual um, point um, to be taken because we have a we have a hormone that we need to have. We definitely need to have it in our body, but in excess, it makes us look and feel um, horrible. So, um, so I know where you're coming from, and so I'm like I said, I'm, I'm sharing the journey with you, so that way I'll be speaking you know speaking the truth that I deal with myself. So. Uh, any input? I got one hand up right now. I'm gonna go ahead, and you may have been up from the beginning of the call, but you're gonna be on the air. That's two one six three nine four. You are. Yep, you don't know me. You're on the air. You're talking. Hello, two one six three nine four. You're on the air. Oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Hello. Hello? How yeah. are you? I'm good. How are you? Do you have something to share? <laughs> Yes, what I was thinking, you know, when I did the rounds, it wasn't a problem with doing the rounds or even coming off. In the maintenance phase, after I got through that, when I put white flour back in my diet, that's when I started to gain back. So I want to do it again and just go back to just no white flour when I come off at all, or very little white flour. Got it. And that, and that, that opens up a, a question that I'm, I'm going to ask you. When you start putting white, and this is the point, this is the place where we're trying to trying to find out the answer. When you started putting white flour back in your Diet, and you started gaining weight. Why didn't you stop? What made, what you, don't, made you not you don't stop? See it. You don't see it immediately, and I didn't feel it. It was no difference in clothes or anything. I just see it on the scale. Right. And right. I didn't put white flour back in quick. I went through this 21 days of maintenance, and I put popcorn back in before I put anything back in for the puppy. Mm-hmm. And then when I got back to, like, now I don't eat bread or anything, but when I got back to stuff, 
then I noticed it about maybe two and a half weeks later, after I had included white flour, then I noticed, and it was like 13 pounds by then. <laughs> It'll creep up on you. Yeah, no very quickly. Very, very quickly. quickly. Very quickly. Awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. She makes a very good point. That's one thing that about this type of weight loss versus other other weight loss protocols. Because you lose weight evenly and you're shrinking evenly, when you're gaining weight, it's it's almost invisible for you to see until it's too late. You can literally put on 10, 15 pounds and your clothes don't change. And all of a sudden, it seems like the 17th or 18th pound, and all of a sudden, you just swell up and you go, what happened? Um, and then you get to the point where now it's like 18, you go, well, screw it, you know, I've already messed up. But people don't realize that, you know, the way the body, this protocol is the only one I know of that actually shrinks the body evenly, which, you know, eliminates or minimizes the, you know, the saggy skin issues and what have you. And so what happens when you start to grow back the other way, the weight's not coming back the same place it left. And so it's actually being deposited evenly in your body, and you don't notice the weight gain. But on a scale, you're getting evidence that you're that you're gaining weight. And, and a lot of times, people try to fool themselves and go, you know, well, I've been kind of working out. Maybe I'm putting on muscle. I want to tell you, you don't put on 5, 10, 15, 20 pounds of muscle that quickly. Uh, in most cases, that you're gaining weight, you're gaining some muscle, but the majority is going to be fat. And we kind of like try to close our eyes to it. I mean, you know, weighing yourself every single day is absolutely crucial. But even, even like, if I've done the same thing where I go, you know what, I'm still, my pants still fit. I still can see my abs. You know, you know, this is seven pounds. It's not that big of a deal because it doesn't feel any different. Um, and all of a sudden it hit 10 and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, my pants got tight. You know, it's, it's really, really dangerous the way that, the, the way you gain weight back on this protocol. And that's why it sneaks up on people. And usually when it gets to the point where it's, you, your clothes got tight, you get depressed and then you start compounding the problem. I don't, I don't know what this is. It's like a natural human, seems like a human, a natural human response that when we get disappointed in ourselves, we just, we just make the be exasperated by making it worse and by just diving in with both feet and getting and eating what we don't, you know, eating worse and and, and it's just weird how we just kind. Of, and I, I speak that I do it. And we, it seems like a lot of people do that. So. Um, that does happen. You guys have to be really, really careful about it. So I, I'm looking here. Does anybody else have any comments? We have 33 minutes. So we can just kill it. But, um, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, we get people here, but then I get tons of emails after I hang up. So, you guys, you know, you're anonymous. Nobody knows you. All they know is your first three digits of your phone number and your prefix, and uh, you don't have to state your name or where you're calling from. But you def definitely you're here for a reason. You're on this line. You're on this call here for an hour, an hour. Um, I want, so I want to know if you have any, any feedback at all. So we got another hand goes up. Another brave person, 407 You're on the air. Yes, hi, Colin. It's Lori. Hi, Lori. Hey. You know, I'm one of those people that I'm, I'm on my third round. I'm struggling with the same um, stupid 17 pounds. And um, I do well until I go into P3, and I just have a heck of a time figuring out P3. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's challenging for some people when you don't have you know you don't have a roadmap to follow and and you kind of you had a roadmap in phase two you're kind of told what to do and then phase three is like well just don't have sugar or starch and a lot of people don't even know really what sugars and starches are and get fooled by some foods that don't that may not be their starch that they don't even think about like corn they don't think about that as being a starch um, and that's true and and that's why you know getting through this whole that's why I tell you that phase three is really more important than phase two because of the fact that it's really when you start to have to 
take responsibility for your food choices. Phase four is the, is the, is the phase that's going to determine how your body looks for the rest of your life. And people just kind of say, well, I'll deal with it when I get to it. And that's why I think the reason why I want this program, because I want people to get educated on how to navigate. Not only phase two seems like everybody knows. So, yeah, it's follow, it's follow the plan. It's pretty easy. But I want, I want an army of people to understand how to do it the right way. So when we start sharing our success and telling people how to do things on the internet, people are not going to get the, you know, a bunch of, you know, wrong information that's going to end them right back to, you know, doing this all over again. I said the dining industry is designed to have people just come back over and over again. I got to tell you, and I, and I, and I, I, you know, I've made my bones with the universe that, that they understand when I keep saying to people, I don't want return repeat customers. I mean that because I want you to get it. And I really want you to, to understand what your body is going to do, what, what, what choices you're going to have to make in the short term and the long term and understand how to navigate phase three, but more importantly, phase four. So you're, you don't stand alone. Phase four is, I mean, phase three is, is documented to be the most feared phase of the protocol, more than phase, more than phase four. And that's because people just don't know. They're so afraid that if they don't stabilize that they're not going to lock in their weight and most people don't. So you're not alone, Laurie. You're, you're well, among many. You. And, and that's wanna... one of the reasons I think this group would be so, so good is because, you know, it, it is frustrating to have to do, you know, an, another round because, you know, I'm I'm determined that I'm going to stabilize, but, you know, you don't know what you don't know in the end. Right, right. But it's, and, but and, it's very right. difficult, just like you said, seeing your body at that one spot, you know, and and you don't forget that. No, it, 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 you can't get it out of your head, and, and, and it haunts you. <laughs> and yeah. it, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing if you – if you um, obsess with it but not, not willing to do anything about it, then it just comes as something that just bothers you day in and day out, but you, you, you don't really do anything about it. Uh, or it could be you, you try to do something about it and you can't seem to reach it again, and you, you go, it doesn't make sense because you know it's possible. So when you know something's possible, it becomes even more frustrating. So our goal is to get, get everybody where they know it's possible. So I'm, I'm glad you're here, and, and thanks for sharing. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Next caller, um, 312371, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm, I'm calling from Chicagoland, and I want to thank you for all you do. And um, I, two years ago, lost 50 pounds and was thrilled because I was like, I'm not obese anymore. This is beautiful. Um mm-hmm. In my first round, I lost 30. My second round, I lost 20. In that 20, I had to go back and lose. And I went back and lost it again because I had gained it back. Right. And then I'm ready to, and now I'm back, you know, then I, now I'm back with that 20. And right. I'm going to start the protocol in like, again in like two weeks. Right. Um, And my question is, is like, one, I think that it's interesting I did it when I had done it. I didn't know about you, and now I do, and I'm thrilled because your coaching is so valuable. Um, and I think that I might have stabilized. I know it was very good the first time I did it, the first round. Right. And I think I stabilized that 30 pounds, keeping that 30 pounds off. And But I was wondering if, um, like, I'm at the weight I was at in high school. like, And I'm wondering if I'm at a a place where my body is thinking this is where I should be, where I really think I should be 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. 
I got that. And just so you know, I mean, people kind of get freaked out when they get to a the weight they were in high school or, or weight they were before, and especially as, you know, depending on how old you are. I mean, I was freaked out for sure at, at 47 the first time. But, um, you know, the thing is, this is not age-specific. I think your body, your, your natural body weight is your natural body weight, regardless of where you are or what age you are. And the fact that, that you, you know, 30 pounds is a big spread. So if you were if you were 20 pounds, say 20 pounds lighter than you are now, and you, you liked where you were at, that doesn't mean that you and you lost that that weight weight point. Does that mean that's not where your natural body weight is supposed to be? And I, I can tell you, you probably didn't even achieve your natural body weight the first time you lost 50 pounds. You probably it's probably lower than what you got to. I don't say that to mm-hmm. piss you off. Mm-hmm. Piss you I off. agree. Uh, but I tell no, you, no, I think it was too. Yeah, ninety percent of the people have never completed this protocol the way it was designed to be completed. Literally designed to where you absolutely have exhausted all of your abnormal fat stores and there's nothing left. So that so basically the protocol no longer can work for you because you have no more stored fat. That is where your body weight is supposed to be. Ninety um, percent of the people never even get close to that. So there's a good chance that not only is your natural body weight minus the twenty pounds you gained back. Um, but it probably could be a little bit lower than when you ended, uh, depending on your size and makeup. But you, you think of the where you were the best shape of your life. I don't care if you were 17 years old, okay? The best shape of your life, and where you looked, you looked in the mirror and you went, "Oh my God, I, mean, I just look amazing." And that number is the number I tell everybody to go after, even if you fall short. The point is, is that that's that is a realistic that is a realistic number and it's only it's only realistic if you can believe it but if you've been there before your body knows how to get there again and uh and i i know it because i i did it i lived it physically lived it so i know it's possible um and so i know it's possible not just for me but for anybody so you know what all you can do is is you know do everybody gets to do over do it over again and Mm -hmm. this time this time is about staying present um, through phase three and the phase four. Right? Yeah. And I mean, what I mean by that is that a lot of people kind of, we, we go back to being unconscious. We go back to just de-jerk reaction to eating things that are just in front of us. And go ahead. You go back go. to celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you want to be social. I'm going to go celebrate. I look great. I'm going to, I'm going to go out to dinner with my friends. I'm going to have some drinks with my friends. And right. because I hadn't been out for, you know, a month. So, right. um, and that, and that is what gets me in trouble. Right. I'm um, gonna show you, I'm gonna show you how to celebrate. I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you guys an easy way, very easy way for you to maintain your weight and still be able to have those days um of just I don't give a crap. I'm gonna have whatever I want, I'm gonna do whatever I want and the consequences will be will be minimal. And the thing is, what, what people don't realize is not what you do once in a while that makes a difference. It's what you do every day that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And you don't celebrate every day unless you have one rocking life. You don't, I mean, you should celebrate. <laughs> you should celebrate every but day. Do. But you don't celebrate every day. You know, physically, you don't celebrate every day. So it means that those right, moments of celebration right. are forced. That's why it's called celebration. There, there are moments in time where you get to go, I'm, oh, I guess I'm just going to kick my heels up. But guess what? Every other day, you're actually kind of maintaining a normal, um, a normal um, dietary plan, and it's really easy to live that way. You know, five days a week, you're you're, just, you're basically present, and two days a week, you tell yourself, you know what? Starting today at eight o'clock on Saturday morning, I'm going to have a pancake breakfast, and I'm going to party like a rock star until four o'clock Sunday afternoon, and then after that, I go back to my life, which is eating responsibly. 
Sunday night from Monday Monday through Friday. And, and, that, and that's it, 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 once you kind of get that and you watch how your body responds to it, people are blown away on mm. the fact that it's not about it's not about giving up on life and giving up things you love because that's temporary. You have willpower for only a short period of time, but you can live your life every day. And uh, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna, you, I'm, I'm gonna show you how to do that. It's not as hard as you, as you think. But first, you gotta get to you gotta get your body to where it's supposed to be, and dial it in, and then you learn how to celebrate. Great, great word. Mm-hmm. Great word. We're gonna use yeah. that. Great. Great. And I want to say just really quickly, I really appreciated um, something that I had heard about the um, third phase that you had shared in one of your recordings I was listening to in the last week was about phase three is simply phase two, but you add breakfast. Mm -hmm. And and I felt like that made sense to me. Like simply I'm adding a meal is all I'm doing. You know, so if I'm couple, at, a couple of snacks and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was very helpful. Um, so I appreciated that. Thank you. You're, well, you're welcome. Thank you. I, I live in a world of kids. Keep it simple, silly. Very good. <laughs> now, the bottom line. Thank is, you, Colin. Keep it simple. We'll, we'll be a thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. All right. Let's see. Next caller, three one three six eight five. You're on the air. Hi, Colin. This is Cece from Detroit. Hi, Cece. Um, me and my husband, we um, he was nice enough and gracious unto me and helped me to get four of the vials I believe is uh, proficient. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, to tell you, I tried this about a year ago before anybody else knew. I, I think I listened to Trudeau, and then somebody came out saying, "Well, what you know, what was the big secret?" And I tried it. I lost. Mm-hmm. I, I tried it for twenty days. I lost twenty three pounds. I started working out. Everything was going great. Then I had a knee injury, and I gained probably the whole way back plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, when I I started the protocol, um, after 14 days, I waited, waited, waited. I think UPS and I became friends because I tracked it for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I even contacted Jane and told me not to worry about it. I should get it within 15 days, and I thank her for that, which I did get it. Awesome. Um but I tried it. I loaded up with all the fatty stuff that I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. ice cream, cheesecake, steak, blah, blah, blah. So the Monday I started it, uh, I did good for the first six days. I lost, you mm-hmm. know, seven pounds. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, it was not working. I was starving every day. I was so hungry. Um, I, my husband was very supportive. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the only thing I believe I did was the coconut oil. I started cooking with coconut oil, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's probably something in my body. I'm from the islands. I'm, I'm right. cooking. That was something that we could cook with all the time, but this is 20 years ago that I came from the islands. Right. So is there something maybe, like you were talking earlier about susceptibility to certain foods that might trigger? Because after that, I was hungry all the time. I I couldn't pass, you know, I worked in a, in a facility that offers service for other people. Mm-hmm. So I manage the kitchen also. I don't Oh, gosh. <laughs> exactly. And I stay away from the kitchen. And, and the kitchen knew that I, I was not allowed to eat anything. <laughs> wow. But it was challenging when I started using the coconut oil. So help me with that. So you, so you said I, that you started using the coconut oil and you started getting hungry? And I started getting starving. When I said to you, it was like I was a monster trying to eat everything in front of me. So wow. I stopped 
taking the BHCG. I still have three mm. more vials of 500 uh-huh. each. I have uh-huh. not touched them because I was trying to figure out what to do and be prepared because it's a mental preparation, also, you know, commitment to yourself. Right, right. And, and um, I'm I'm feeling that I'm getting back again. And, again, this is about two weeks ago that I stopped it. Right. And I wanted my body to get the HCG that was inside out first before I tried it again. Right. Um, so I, I haven't... I don't think it's a problem with the ACG because they work the first six days. Yeah, it doesn't, so. it doesn't just start. It doesn't just work and then stop working. That <laughs> that's kind of, that's what definitely exactly. I, I, would, I would normally rule that out. Um, but what I would normally do, and we'll do it on the call, but you can call me tomorrow. I'll call me whenever you want. Um, I want to go through, you know, go exactly through what you have through your load days, what exactly your body did through your load days. Um, I got to tell you that you know, you some people really feel like they load effectively because. Getting hunger that fast into the into the protocol, I don't think it was triggered by the by the coconut oil. Like, that'd be a very odd anomaly, but it's not impossible because you know everybody's different. That's why I need to go through and dissect the information from you um, and let my brain kind of do, do okay. Let me see, let me figure it out because I want to find out exactly what your body did after loading, what you what your body what your losses were for the first week every day, um, and then what happened when it just fell off the end of the earth because that's kind of odd. Uh, and then I'll figure out how we can get you back on track because that that's very I love I love cases like that because it's very curious to me like oh wow you, you introduce coconut oil to your diet which coconut oil actually that that fat in the coconut oil should have done the opposite it should have actually exactly. it should actually made your body minimize the cravings so uh, I definitely want to talk to you about that so call me CC um, I'll, uh, I'll do that tomorrow I'll do that for short I, I'm, in fact I I even alluded that he probably was my period. But my period had just ended before I started. I actually purposely waited for it to right. end. So I right. started a fresh start. So I was like, nope, I'm not even, and I didn't get my period, not, you know, two weeks, three weeks after the fact. So I'm like, right. okay, what is wrong with me? But I sure would take up on that and uh, definitely would give you a call tomorrow. Uh, I live in Detroit, so I have to wait a few hours. But I will give you a call because I do okay. want to nip it on the butt. But thank Absolutely. you again, Colin. You're welcome, Susie. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys, we got 18 minutes. Uh, we have anybody else? Let's see. Was that you, Cece? 313? Was that you, Cece? Okay, put your hand down. Great. All right. Let's see if there's any more hands going up here. I'm going to scroll up and down. All right. Nobody else? Um, great feedback. Um, you guys, like I said, as far as the, the content, the structure, if it's something that you um, I'll just so you know, like I said, the the member the the membership site seventeen bucks, so it's not like you're, I'm charging a whole bunch of money. I mean, our 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 H ninety stream program went out at ninety seven dollars um, for four months for the original program. I don't want this to be about, I don't want this to be about people having money to be the be the the um, the, the, the drawback of, of them not joining this program. This is about helping people. The, the fee basically is you know, you know free has no value. A little bit of something to get you at you know get your registration into the system keep your membership going. It basically pays for the hosting. Um, but I just want people to come into the program and 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 share and participate and be, you know, show up in your life. That's kind of what, that's really all you need to do. Um, because getting, we already know that getting to your goal is possible. This is really beyond phase two, guys. 
this is where you know this is this is what Lori was talking about. This is kind of getting to the meat of phase three emotionally, getting to you know the, the meat of phase three and and going through phase four. And also, I'm going to ask you to do some things. This, this show, this you know, I'm going to ask you to do some things that you may be uncomfortable doing. Um, and this is going to show really how 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 much pain you're in because I really believe that you know at, at the time that I did this protocol, I I literally said I'll do anything. Just I don't care what it takes. I hated needles. I I mean I mean you know, I hear people now they I, when I laugh. And they go, I can't, can't do the needle. I was one of those guys. I'm like, I'm not freaking giving myself a shot. I can't do it. And I remember the first one, I, I remember just sitting there kind of having the needle in my hand. And I was kind of, you know, moving it back and forth. Like I was just going to stab myself with it. Just going to stab myself really fast so, I, so it doesn't hurt. I mean, I went through all this mental trauma over this stupid little needle. And I realized it didn't really hurt. But, I mean, I understand that. So I really had to go over some some personal objections. But I was so desperate and so done that really nothing else mattered. And so, you know, I'm going to ask you to do some things you may be uncomfortable with. And I mean, I'm not talking about just real strange things, but, you know, some people are uncomfortable with just the thought of meditating. Some people are uncomfortable um, with, um, you know, really journaling what's going on, what's going on with you. I mean, it, it, it seems, you know, it, we need to be present in order for you to have success. And what that looks like is that you, every day, you need to, you need to be conscious of your decisions and your choices. You have to realize what you're learning instead of just being a drone and going through the problem. Okay, I get up, I eat my, you know, I take my coffee and I have my, have a grapefruit and take my shot, whatever. And I have to eat this chicken, eat that fish, whatever. And you're kind of not realizing that this protocol was designed, it was brilliantly, brilliantly designed. It basically showed you portion control and showed you that how real, how much real food will actually fill up a plate, how how much real food actually tastes good, and how 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 your body loves it. There's a reason why your blood levels, your blood sugar levels go to normal, your blood pressure drops, your your cholesterol goes goes to normal, your 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 um. Estrogen levels go to normal because you know what we're supposed to be eating like this. The the food industry has poisoned us, and we got so caught up in this poison and so addicted to the sugars that we don't know how to function without it. So what happens? You're learning portion control, and you're learning that your body functions well when given pure nutrition. And then what happens in phase three? You now you're learning how to have to to actually choose the foods carefully that. Um, in order to stabilize your weight, you have to pay attention to the scale. You got to watch the scale, to make sure it doesn't go up two pounds or down two pounds. You have to make corrections if it does go over that, which is teaching you. Guess what? In life, whatever you get outside the boundaries of what of what you set for yourself, there is a correction. But if you do not take that correction at that point, and you and you decide to ignore it and move on to the next week or the next day, all of a sudden that 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 it gets becomes too late. To go back and fix it, and now you have to settle for where that's at. That happens just in life, not about just this, this protocol. So then, basically, you're learning how to balance the scale and balance the way you your nutrition and play with it a little bit to see what pushes you out, what pushes you in. Phase four, we show you exactly how to put food combinations together, so you know, so you are actually able to judge by the scale which ones your body is sensitive to, which one your body loves. So now you have a list of foods by the time you're done with phase four that you say, these are the food groups in my body that will keep me within the body weight that I want to be and keep me looking the way I want. These are the foods that my body tells me, you know what, you want to put it in there, I'm going to react. Now, does that mean you can never have those again? Like I was talking about with Lori, no, you can have them again, but guess what? There is, there is every day and there is moderation. And these are choices about being present. And everyone who's ever gotten obese again, including myself, 
just went back unconscious. Got easier to freaking pull over and get McDonald's or easier to go grab something in the supermarket or you know, a bag of chips versus wait until you get home to eat your foods. And all of a sudden, we took convenience, and that convenience makes our life very inconvenient in the long run. So what this is about learning and paying attention and then making decisions and choices that you can actually share with your kids and your family, that we all have, you know, that our life, life is about choices and consequences. And if you are where you are today and you're not where you want to be, it's because you made choices and consequences. And you know what I love about coaching? Because I have to listen to my own advice. I have to hear my own voice. I have to kind of go, yeah, you know what you, 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 know, you heard you just said? You know what? It's about choices and consequences. So guess what? If you're not your ideal weight buddy, you made choices and consequences that you didn't, you didn't pay attention to. So it helps me just as much as it helps you. So that's what I'm excited about because you you know, once people get it and they walk out like I, like like Shauna the one that won um our 1890 challenge that we got to meet her face to face here a couple of weeks ago they were, she was in town with her husband for her anniversary um, nine months later freaking thinner than she was even at the end of the challenge and she said I got it. I, I know exactly what my body loves, what my body doesn't love. I don't deprive myself of certain things on certain days. But guess what? I've dialed it in, and I feel free. And that's what, that's, what, that's what happens when you break an addiction of any kind. When you finally get it, you end up feeling free that you can actually live your life. You don't have to live in a cocoon. You can go out with your friends and socialize. You can have some cocktails. You can have chocolate cake. But what you do every day is what matters, not what you do once or twice a week. All right, got another hand up, 909-202. You're on the air. Hey, Colin, Chantel. Hey, Chantel, how are you? Hey, fine, how are you? I have a question for you about the estrogen levels and what birth control. Yes. What do you think about that? Well, what, what specifically are you asking? Dial me in a little well, bit better. Okay, if guys lose weight faster than girls do because they have less estrogen in their body, and we are taking, if some of us are taking birth control pills or have some sort of IUD or whatnot, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. kind of, okay, so that's extra estrogen in your body, right? Yes. So should we steer clear from that? You know, you know, well, that, that's, that will hinder our weight loss then, right? It could it could affect your weight loss. And my daughter, you know, my daughter, Vanessa, she's actually, you know, doing, doing a round right now. And she, um, and she talks about her that her her she talks about her um her her weight gain that she gets from being on her on her on her birth control. I mean, literally her boobs yeah. swell up. I mean, she goes to this 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 trauma, you know. And she says, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really it's really frustrating. You know, the one thing great about this protocol, it's not gonna it's not you're still gonna lose weight. You're still going. It's not the birth control doesn't stop you from losing the weight. For some people, it actually can slow it down at times. Um, but you still will get success. It could minimize some of your success, but you're never going to not get success. But it does affect your balancing afterwards because of the fact that your body is still getting this extra estrogen or whatever that it needs to do to, to, for the birth control to work. Uh, and mm-hmm. so you're, you're going to have – I think what, the best advice I can give you is that there's a five-pound ratio that I think women especially have to allow themselves to have every month because you already know that you're gaining weight when it's that time of the month. You always – you guys get water weight. A lot of you get water weight. You kind of swell up. You kind of – you know, that's why I tell women, don't try and force the scale to lose weight when you're on your period on the, on the protocol because your body doesn't do what it needs to do. But I think you're going to have to give yourself a little bit of grace and then draw a line because you're not going to gain 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds on birth control if your diet is dialed in, okay? But if you're not dialed dialed in and you have the birth control that is trying to put that extra water weight on you, it can make it worse. Does that make sense? 
So it's like it's like, but yes, give yourself does. give yourself a five pound ratio. That means wherever you end up, just know because five pounds you're not gonna notice. You're not gonna feel it in your dress size. You're not gonna feel it in your jean size. You're not gonna notice it. But you have to have that conscious thing of going, okay, look, my body went up to here, but you gotta bring it back down. So you gotta it goes up to five pounds. I bring it back down. Bringing it back down is just being present and conscious again because you have to look. If you gain five pounds over a two week period of time. And you look at your kind of diet you've been, you know, eating over that two week period of time. You look back and go, yeah, you know what? Okay, we went out cocktails on Friday, on Saturday, I had pizza on Wednesday. You know what's causing it. So it's, it's taking, making that conscious choice. Go, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct this. I'm telling you guys right now, it is so much easier to make the corrections for just a, you know, go, go. Look, I'm gonna eat clean here for for the next next week and have your body drop that two or three pounds. Then for you to go, you know what? Okay, I'm just here. I'm gonna let it go and, and keep drawing, keep drawing the line in the sand and moving it, and drawing the line and moving it until you're 20 pounds overweight. So yes, the birth control can make it a little bit challenging for some women, but it's, it does not stop you from losing weight, and it does not stop you from keeping within a reasonable facsimile of your goal weight as long as you're staying present. Does that make sense? Okay, it makes sense. It makes I think sense. That's, great, that's a great question because I know Vanessa's frustrated and she's like you know what not with the weight loss she loses weight she says you understand trying yeah. to maintain my weight and this birth control i mean it's, it's like i just i just noticed all of a sudden my boobs are this huge and you know it, it, it kind of bothers and she's doing really well on, on youtube right now with her channel and she talks about weight loss and that kind of stuff she talks honestly about the birth control issue too so i think that's a really good topic to cover so thank you for asking that question oh you're welcome thank you appreciate it all right we have another call i think i'm so glad you guys are starting to in, to engage. It's always like seven minutes left, but hey, I love you anyway. Anyway, nine six five one four three one. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Um, so I was just listening to the other caller who was um, talking about, you know, you hide away for so many months, not wanting people to see you. Yeah. Go ahead. And then you, and then you, you get to your goal weight. And all these people start calling you. Actually, it's kind of hard not to want to go out and and see all these people. But then you kind of get that habit going again of, you know, you don't want to not eat because everyone else is around. Right, right. And And that's the pain I'm talking about right there, people. That's what this is all about, That that kind of pain right there. Because you don't want to feel trapped in your new body when you want to celebrate it, like the other caller said. But you also want to know that you have control. And see, you know, and that, I think you, I, I, I honor you for, for, for you speaking up right now in, in the kind of pain you're in. I want to thank you very much for that. Because this is what I'm talking about. There is a balance in life. And there is a way to live life and still live in the body you love. And it's about it's about learning that balance and learning what your body can and cannot do, what it likes doesn't like. And then you feel free. You feel free to go ahead and um, you know, indulge once in a while. But like you said, the habit starts. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, it's become an, it becomes an everyday thing. You, you have to, that's when you have to, you, you're going to have to put some limitations on, on, on your behaviors because you can, your body can't take it. That's what, that's what people don't realize is that if the abuse that we give our bodies every single day is what shows up in the mirror six months and a year from now or three months from now. It's not the occasional indulgences, you know. Um, so what happens is, is that, you know, depending on how old you are, how young you are, what your circle of influence is, 
you know, all of a sudden an occasional event becomes a weekly event and a daily event, and then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. So it's about finding balance. And that balance is not about the club or not about the bar or not about your friends. It's about you. It's about it's about feeling like you don't have any control over you. And this is what this is all about. This is what this whole journey is going to be about. It's about how do we find the balance? Because i got to tell you that people, you have the power to be the leader in your circle of influence. So you actually have the power to go, you know what? I drank, less, I drank last night, guys, so I'm not having a drink today. I'm just going to have some water. You guys knock yourself out. And all of a sudden, when you're really steadfast in your commitment to yourself, you all of a sudden notice the shift of people. They're going, you know what? Well, I guess maybe I'll just have one drink instead of five. And all of a sudden, people start shifting to your energy instead of you shifting to theirs. And it's very easy to do when you have, when you feel, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but when you just feel at peace with yourself. So you know what this is. This is. I think. I think that what you're talking about is real. I, I commend you for talking about. And this is what I'm. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I want this group to come together because we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about how do we, how do we become the leaders in our group in our circle of influence instead of the people that follow. And it's not about personality or having a dynamic personality. It's about when you are steadfast in your commitment to loving yourself. People either will shun away from you because they get so uncomfortable and they'll just leave. Well, they'll embrace that love you have for yourself, and they will follow you. And when that happens, you're in control, and not only you're, you're in control of your environment, and that means you can sit down, you can have whatever choice you want, and that, but that also comes with a great deal of power, well, obviously, responsibility. If you find yourself being that matriarch of your group, that you need to be as, as responsible as you wish they would have been for you at the time you were going through that, that tough time. So we're going to talk about that, and I think that was a, that's a great way to end this call with you sharing the pain that I'm talking about, that this is the reason for this this whole this whole pro- program. So you guys, stay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Close your mic. Um, so you guys, stay tuned. Like I said, I have no idea what this vision is going to be, and I'm I'm open for all suggestions. You guys can email me and say, "Con, I'd love to see this. I'd love to see that." And I'll do what I can to make whatever whatever's possible work, and make the uh, make the website and the pro- and the system as, as as turnkey and as easy to follow as possible. But um, we're going to do this. I'm just so inspired to do this. And that's what, you know, it's like for me, you know, you know, if people ask me, why don't you do another challenge? And I was like, you know, I, I just can't, I can't get myself to do another challenge. I, it was just too much, took too much out of me. I was so disappointed and hurt. You know, and that's my shit. No one else's shit because people just kind of gave up on themselves. You know what? And it's, it, I'm opening myself up to that kind of pain again. But guess what? You know what? If one person, I said, the one would made all of AC90 Extreme possible, were the people that walked out of that whole program feeling like new people. And even if some of those people relapsed and they're in this group today, they believe, they at least achieve the possibility that they know what their body is capable of doing. And we, with that possibility, knowing, with that knowing, you can always do it again. That's why all millionaires that have ever gone bankrupt end up being millionaires again. Because once you've made a million bucks, you know how to make, you know the formula to make a million bucks. It doesn't matter how many times you go bankrupt, you'll always be able to make a million dollars again because you know the formula. Once you've gotten your life back and your body under control, you know the formula. It's all now about, it's about just implementing it differently. And, and, uh, and making it work. So I got 90 seconds. I'm going to check out here. I love you guys for being here. Thanks for being on the call. Uh, share this call with uh, the people you know. Uh, if you go to um, iTunes or you download this podcast, there's a button where you can share it to Facebook or Twitter. Please do that. Please pay it forward and help other people get this message out. If you go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ATG Diet Coach, you can listen to the show back there. You also have an opportunity to share it on Facebook or Twitter or, or Dig or wherever you guys share your social um 
Um, and we will stay tuned to my, uh, make sure you're on my, um, my, my mailing list. Go to colinfwatson.com or htgbodyforlife.com, put your name and email in so you can get the announcement that we're going to, uh, um, launch HG Relapse and Recovery. I don't know what the name is going to be, but it's going to be something like that. You'll know what it is when you see it. But thank you very much. God bless you. And I'll talk to you soon. Seven out into the night